0: Welcome to Talking Giants presented by Geek. I'm your host Bobby Skinner here with my co-host Justin Penick. And it's Senior Bowl week and we are here live from Mobile, Alabama. Our favorite week of the year to cover the NFL. Uh, we're going to do a whole Senior Bowl preview. You know, just kind of basically naming names of, of guys we're looking out for. We also have interviews mm. with Washington quarterback Michael Pennocks Jr. Yes. And Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton. We saw, we know Joe Shane had an interest in a Tennessee quarterback last year. He they've pulled from that, uh, you know, that Josh Heupel Tennessee scheme in the past. So uh, excited to to put that out here, Justin. How are you doing? How's uh, the first couple days in Alabama been for you?
1: It's been good, man. Um, you know, we, hey, we have some better access this year, so uh, you know we're going to be doing a lot more player player interviews. We banged out six on Monday. It's my goal. I want to get a little over ten. By the time the week ends and, you know, by the time that you're listening to this, hopefully... We will be at the Senior Bowl practice, and we'll be watching some football. And, man, if that's not if that's not one of our favorite things to do, I don't know what is.
0: Yeah, and, and the guys we got to talk today, to today are players we are really looking at, yeah, right? Yeah, they're, they're like good. Like Zach Pierce saw the wide receiver out of Florida, right? Like he just seems like someone who would fit perfectly in a Brian Dable scheme. You know, he has – I think he's going to live in the slot in, in the NFL, but he's mm-hmm. got outside versatility a little bit too. You know, he can go make plays, good route runner. Javon Baker out of UCF, uh, you know, we got to talk with him, and he basically – his mindset for everything is just he's a dog. Uh, yeah, he's just like, I want to kill, I want to be a dog, that's that's all I want to do. And this guy has, like, highlight plays all over the field. Yeah. Julian, our former intern who works for UCF now, was, like, putting us on to him, and uh, he's he said his, like, favorite highlight play was a block he had. Yeah, even and though he you has, said he
1: had, like, 21 yards per catch, right? Yeah, it's
0: 21 <laughs> yards per catch, you know, 1,100 yards, like, crazy, crazy plays. And he's like, yeah, my favorite play was a block we had for our running back to set the record. So, He's either saying the right things or he's just built like that. Uh, and then the, the quarterbacks we get to talk to. And then the guy that I really love talking to, and I think you probably saw this by my tone in the interview, oh, yeah. was NC State linebacker Peyton Wilson, who I do have a video breakdown coming out later this week on. And I just I just think he's he's someone who has an injury history, right? And he's, yeah. he's going to be a, a big-time, like, well, this is why it's not going to work kind of guy. But would you watch him play, it is – controlled chaos at the linebacker position, right? Like he plays fast, aggressive, but a lot of these, you know, fast, aggressive linebackers and calls, they don't know how to play linebacker. They're just running chase. He even plays his responsibility while also being aggressive, baiting quarterbacks and zone coverage. So, um, those interviews, you know, some of those will roll out, you know, over mm-hmm. the month or so. But it was, it was really fun to talk to some of these guys and just see the, the you know, the answers they had be, uh, ready to be down here.
1: Yeah. Peyton Wilson was like, seemed like a genuinely good dude. Um, you know, definitely didn't seem like he was kind of faking it and, and, and put it on a show. Um, you know, he, he actually mentioned to him, I don't know if this is going to make like a social clip or whatever, but he mentioned at the I was like, what are, "What are like three traits that really kind of like describe his football player?" And he went to like faith, family, football. I'm like, "Oh, that's that's kind of different." And then we brought up, "Hey, well, if you're talking to the Giants, say smart, tough, dependable too." While you're at it, um, so we got to We got a kick out of that. Um, Peyton, you know, something with Wilson too is he's smart. You know, he's not just fast. I I did read that he was a former safety. Um, so he's you know he's not just the sideline to sideline fast guy. He talked about the work that he does and you know in his defensive coordinator, how you know it helped him at school really you know, he plays fast because he understands what's happening in front of him. I'm so excited to see Peyton Wilson this week. And a lot of what you're, you're going to be watching from us uh, will be on here, Talking Giants, but also then subscribe to Jam Football, follow Jam Football on all socials, Talking Giants too. We'll be retweeting and sharing everything because uh, there's going to be a lot that's going to be on socials that may not make YouTube necessarily, um, you know, because we're going to be putting out a lot of clips and a lot of stuff um, from socials. So Jam Football, Talking Giants, Bobby Skinner, Justin Pennick, you know where it's at. Uh, first, want
0: to, uh, thank a few people. We got Josh Caraballo, Caraballo, he loves Tom DeVito, Dirty D. I think we already did these, actually. Yeah, we did Dirty D, because I made that ACDC joke. Yeah, that's how I remember it. Anyways, Justin, who are these people that we said for the second time in two episodes? Oh,
1: these people went to patreon.com slash talk of giants for $2 a month plus some of the tiers. Hey, we'll be, uh... We'll be sharing some extra Alabama stories, too, with the Patreon this week. So, patreon.com slash Talk of Giants, two hours a month, you know the drill. Thanks to our patrons. We appreciate you. All
0: right, Justin, before we get into these interviews, I want to just kind of talk about some of these players. And, you know, going into this week, right, we are essentially two weeks removed from the Giants playing football and covering the end of the season for that. So, we don't have, like, full profiles on a lot of these guys, but we Mm -hmm. went and did some casual watches and looked at them. And the guy I want to talk about first is South Carolina wide receiver Xavier Leggett, right? He is the one that really pops off at me. And, you know, the roster and stuff said he's six foot three. Well, guess what? He he came in, he measured up at six foot one. But he looks like he's six foot three the way he plays. And he's someone that's viewed to kind of go in the second round. And that could be a great pickup for the Giants with that second, you know, they have those two second round picks. You know, I'm I'm very excited to see what the Giants can do with those two second round picks. I feel like this draft is better. Like I feel like this Senior Bowl, Justin, in general. Last year we came away from the Senior Bowl, man. Like, man, this just yeah didn't feel like it was filled with talent like we've seen other years. But this year, man, it feels like it's been infused. Where like there's gonna be multiple first rounders, a lot of second round quality guys, and Xavier Leggett. Going to watch him. I mean, he's just like this big bodied strider. Right, like he goes and he ball like his ability to track the ball, go up, make tough catches at high point, and he's like and you know, box guys out. But it also like has some speed to him too. Right, like I, I want to see what he does at the top of routes here. Right, in these one on one drills, I'm not going to necessarily look for him to catch deep passes. Even though those will be fun, I want to see what he does on like an in route on the, on that type of stuff. Because you see some good route running stuff on on film, but I want to see more and more consistently out of him. Like I, I'm really excited to see Xavier Leggett. And if you ask me who I think is going to come out of this like being the most talked about guy, he would be my pick.
1: Really? Yeah, uh, yeah. Leggett's got four years of basically kind no of no production. No production and at this, South year, pop,
0: this year came out of nowhere.
1: I mean, hey, shout out to him for you see all these guys, you know, between NIL now and the transfer portal rules, these guys kind of, you know duck out of school after one or two years, and then they wind up going to, like, two other schools. Like, that stuck it out at South Carolina, and it really paid off for him this year. The yards per route run is is awesome. He has an average of the target of almost 14 while also having a yards after the catch per reception over 6, and he's 10 for 21, on contested catch opportunities this year. So seems like he had a really good all around year. Obviously all these guys are a little bit on the older side this week at the senior bowl. But you know, I want to go back to your initial point where you were talking about just the talent, at the senior bowl. I got so excited last year. Like I, I did a lot of corners in the secondary this year, um, versus last year I did like all wide receivers and tight ends. And like I was really excited for Rasheed Rice last year. Like almost thinking of him as like a first round pick and then his stock fell off. I was really excited for a guy like Xavier Hutchinson, and then his stock fell off. But then you have the Senior Bowl week happens, and then who are some of the names that we're talking about after the Senior Bowl week? It's like Jaden Reed and Tank Dell, kind of guys that almost came out of nowhere. Jaden Reed had, like, injury problems. Tank Dell was one of the smallest players in the draft last year. So I'm kind of approaching this year. It's like, yeah, you know, you have your studs. You have your guys to watch out for. Obviously, you know, as Giants fans, we have our positions that we're watching out for. I'm really excited of I want the senior bowl to kind of come to me this year of who is going to stand out in these practices. Who do I want to look at more after this week is done? I want to let these practices really speak for themselves, and the talent 100% is better than last year. So shout out to Jim Nagy and the team really really up in their game this year. I'm really excited.
0: Especially the wide receiver room. Now, Jaden Reed and Tank Dell were like some of the best receivers had like the full week last year. You know, I went back and watched our day one recap last year. And this guy didn't practice on day two and day three. But you know who the first wide receiver we mentioned talking about last year after day one? Was it Puka? It was Puka Nakua, yeah. right? But, but he didn't practice day two and day three, so he wasn't at the front of our minds. His plays came in team drills, not so much as one-on-ones on that first day. Yeah. So, you know, you didn't really get, like, the highlights that got passed around Twitter. But look at what he was able to do. So I, I'm really excited for the receivers. Like, I know we mentioned Javon Baker. You know, Alabama transfer to UCF 1,100 yards, 21 yards per catch and just makes these wild, spectacular catches. Like, I think he needs a lot of refinement. But, like, he, that natural ability, like, understanding of leverage is a guy who just makes guys miss. And then you see the, like, spectacular plays. Like, we were talking with Julian, and I'm like, dude, stop overhyping every, UC, every UCF <laughs> guy. And then I text him today. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, your, your excitement for him is very real. This yep. guy's a playmaker. Our interview with him was very uh, funny because he was <laughs> – I was asking him, Justin, and I, I think we should put this interview out first whenever we do put him out. <laughs> Actually, you know, we'll do Peyton Wilson first. I was like, what's your favorite route to run? He's like, all of them. We're like, okay, but everyone's got a favorite. Yeah. He's like, I, I, don't, I don't. I was like, all right, third and five, you got a, a corner mm-hmm. playing six yards off. What route are you running? He's like, don't really matter to me. And then I'm like, okay, <laughs> what do you like facing more, press or off? Don't matter. All right. It's, I did the third down thing again. I was like, what are you going to do to make yourself open to your quarterback? He's like just being a doll. kill. kill. kill killing him. Um, which, again, I, I kind of like those answers. But also Do you think like those a,
1: are his answers when he's talking to an NFL team?
0: I don't know. But I, I, I watch him play, and I'm like, this is, this is electric football Yeah, um, for him. So I think he's going to make some plays.
1: I have two other receivers. Uh, Tez Walker, North Carolina, 6'2", 200 pounds. Long speed, vertical threat, good ball tracking. I mean, we, we know that North Carolina offense based on some of the quarterbacks that have come out of there and some of the receivers that have come out of there too. We know it's a throw a deep offense. I'm excited to see if a guy like Tez Walker, a little bit bigger, we know he's a vertical guy. Can he run the full route tree this week? And then on the other opposite side of the spectrum, you have Malachi Corley, 5'11", 10 under, 10, 210 pounds from Western Kentucky. So he's a he's like a career slot guy. Doesn't have like the typical weight of a slot guy. You know, even though he's a little shorter, he is strong from the slot. You know, a two ten. He's been a solid. He's slot and king at Western Kentucky with a really low average depth of target. How will he handle this week against some different competition? And he's had some really good production the last couple of years. So those are you know two more guys that I that I have for your for wide receiver. I, I want to talk about the short kings a little bit too, but first, Johnny Wilson. Have you
0: just seen him on the screen? He's six foot. He's legitimately he measured a six six, like six
1: six and a half. He's legitimately just six foot seven. Yeah um which again, and they're not going to work him out at tight end. Maybe there was maybe there was a Stanford like wide receiver a Higgins Michael Elijah
0: Higgins. Elijah yeah.
1: Higgins last year where he was a wide receiver at Stanford but then they worked him out of tight end. He's not going to be working out of tight end, you don't think? Um uh, I I don't think so. I think no. they're
0: I mean they they've got him listed as a wide receiver. Cool. Um but then you'll again the short guy like Jacob Cowling from Arizona, 5 foot 8 but had 90 catches, 900 yards this year, 13 touchdowns. Um you know, not quite the numbers that a Tank Dell brought, but hey, like, you know these guys are, you know, I'm interested to see how some of the smaller guys do. Roman Wilson, out of Michigan, can he can like get separation, even though he may not flash as much. So uh, the wide receivers are always our focus. Now the quarterbacks this year, we're going to be talking about a little too, and I haven't done deep dives into any of these guys, but I did watch Bo Nix, right, and and Bo Nix feels like the guy that at least talked about is it. like, hey, he's probably going to be QB four. We'll see. I want I I want him to come out here. Proving me wrong, because when I watch him, honestly, and I don't know how he was able to complete his passes at such a high rate. I know he had a low average depth of target and stuff. I watched him versus Washington in the Pac-12 championship, and I saw a guy who felt rushed, felt like he didn't set his feet, and just had misses, right? And I'm talking about on quick game. Like, I want to see him, even though he's going to be in a red jersey and not going to be hit, but a lot of times with these practice, the pressure just, just becomes a little overwhelming in practice. I want to see him stand in there and and be accurate, like play, set his feet and throw the ball. Like, I'm not really worried about seeing him, you know, pushing the ball downfield and stuff. I know the deep ball is what gets everyone's attention. That's not what I'm watching for. I want to see these guys have good timing when it's not in their offense, when they're learning on the fly, not game planning for the, uh, you know, game planning for the opponent. Um, because I, I honestly was not impressed with Knicks and no. the casual watching. And then Penix, you know, He struggled versus Michigan, which is the most, like, pro-style defense that he got to face.
1: Very good defense. You'll
0: listen to him talk. I I really like listening to him talk. Like, he understands stuff, play tendency. I want to see him come out here and, you know, like, be able to hang in there and make those plays because he's not someone who's going to be a big improviser. He's had injury issues, Mm -hmm. right? So, you kind of want to have some stable O-line play in front of him. But to see him just operate on a down-to-down. I'm not really looking for the wow plays out of the quarterbacks. Right. You know, Spencer Rattler is going to have some wild plays down here. I want to see these guys on the down-to-down basis more so than just the highlight plays.
1: Yeah, and one thing that Penix talked about right at the top of the interview with him, and I didn't really think about this kind of towards the end, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you played with some really freaking good wide receivers. Um, You know, he talked about how this week, you know, this is going to be the first time in a long time that he's thrown to different wide receivers. And, you know, he doesn't have a single Washington teammate that's down here in Mobile with him. So how is he going to get along with those guys? Had a really good offense, had a really good scheme. How is he going to, you know, he talked about, you know, I got to be able to pick up stuff. I got to be able to get along with these guys. And it's actually funny that Javon Baker also mentioned in the interview when we talked with him, that's like, yeah, I'm actually going to Michael Penix right after this because I think they're on the same team. Hey, throw me the ball this week. Make me make me look good. Let's make each other look good together. So excited to see Michael Penix. Um, you know, the thing about Penix is that I I I don't know how he is under pressure. Um like I, I yeah, the the arm can certainly flash when you have a clean pocket. The arm can certainly flash when you have guys that are, you know, running open, when you have really good wide receivers that are also helping you make look making you look good. I have concerns about like Penix's arm strength when it is under when he is under pressure. So may not be able to see that this week, but Really good dude. I really, I enjoy, I enjoy talking with him. I yeah. even asked him before related.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited for you guys to hear the interview because it was, it was he
1: was he was the one
0: who was just willing to talk ball with us. the yeah. most and and I I really like that.
1: I mean, he, he he is going to get an NFL team to fall in love with him because even like I was I was sitting there, and he's like, watch how often he smiles. Like he he's he's trained. He's got this down to a T. You know, some of these guys, you know, they're, they're nice, but even though you know, little. Little shy, little to themselves. Michael Penix is not. My, Michael Penix is going to have an NFL team that is going to fall in love with them, Is going to fall in love with that smile. Is going to fall in love with that charm. Obviously, going to fall in love with you know what, what he what he's doing on tape and how he can lead a team. But you know, especially they're talk like these guys talk to almost all these teams. It's not like the combine uh, where you know you have a select few teams. I guess um, somebody's going to fall in love with Michael Penix. Very sure of it.
0: On the offensive line front, now it's very sad because some of the offensive linemen uh dropped out at the end like six guys just dropped out right before we started yeah so graham barton who's a tackle at duke uh who is probably gonna play guard in the nfl i think he can swing out if needed a tackle i don't think he's gonna be like some all pro but i i I, I put a film breakdown on him on the jam football channel if you guys want to check it out really wanted to see him at guard and i'm sad that we're not getting to see him play there troy fatanu out of washington who I put in the second round of, of the midseason mock, he's not going to be uh, practicing. Cedric Van Pran, who another guy I did a video on last year.
1: Yeah, thinking he would declare.
0: Now the Giants uh, have John Michael Smith, so not, not as important. But Cooper Beeb out of Kansas State. I wanted to see him in one-on-ones, see his lateral mobility. So I'm not going to get him. So my focus is going to go to someone like Christian Haynes out of UConn, right? mm-hmm. who I haven't done a full watch of. But when watching Peyton Wilson, the one player who I thought had success against him, was Christian Haynes, this guard out of UConn, who just looks the part of what a guard is supposed to look like in the NFL, like where he's, you know, he's he looks athletic, he's cut, he's very good in the run, gets to the second level well. Like had some – UConn had a rushing touchdown off of a block he had on Peyton Wilson. Um, so excited to see him go down here. I think he uh, really can flash over, off of the limited uh, that I've seen him. But I was, I was very disappointed because I, I thought there were some studs on the interior yeah. – and we're not getting to watch those guys. And specifically, Barton and Fatano. Because yeah, those guys played tackle, but would probably play guard in the NFL. I, I really feel like them missing out on guard reps is, like, to me, valuable, like, stop, like ability to raise their stock. Oh, yeah. Lost on that, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. Barton, it, it, it was linked to an injury, probably. Yeah, you know?
0: mi- minor injury. I, I'm not sure on the other guys, but uh, Barton was, like, a, a minor injury he's dealing yeah. with.
1: it's a shame. But I, I... I I'm really excited to see some of the guards, probably the interior offensive line and the interior defensive line. I think I kind of on purpose kind of left them untouched because the last couple years we've had standouts from the senior bowl that it's like, oh, this this guy is really worth looking at. Remember Zion Johnson two years ago? Yeah, we didn't have any prior on Zion Johnson, and he popped like, oh, this guy's
0: a first-rounder. Rose
1: to a first-rounder. Yeah, um, and he wasn't,
0: viewed, he wasn't viewed that way going into it, and he popped up. Darnell Wright at this time last yeah. year was not viewed as a first-rounder. He ended up going top ten.
1: John Michael Schmitz last year. I mean, people knew about him uh, last year, but he was the best player at the Senior Bowl, wound up being a giant, Steve Avila. Uh, you know, who's starting for the who started for the Los Angeles Rams this year from TCU? He was a guy that popped off last year, and you know, he was a guy that wound up being drafted somewhere. I think he early.
0: was the first guard taken off the board last year too in the second round. So, so.
1: yeah, I'm really like I'm kind of like intentionally kind of oh I want to see who is going to surprise me, uh, both you know interior offensive line and and uh, interior defensive defensive line as well.
0: There's one tight end I'm really interested to see, and that's uh, Jared Wiley at TCU. He's probably the biggest guy down here. He can scoot a little bit. He's like good good tempo setting up his, you know, defenders. I haven't watched him as a blocker. Um, so I'll be interested to see how he does in some of those inline drills. But uh, tight ends, you know, Payne Durham is someone who flashed last year. Mm. You know, Jake Ferguson uh, has done well here. Daniel Bellinger was a tight end who did well yep. down here a couple years ago too. So is there is there anybody else on offense that you wanted to touch on?
1: No. Any, any tackles worth?
0: Tyler like Guyton out of Oklahoma. Patrick Paul out of Tulsa, right? But even though I think tackle is, going to be a need for the Giants I'm not I'm not really I have, I wasn't dialed into any of these guys uh pre-draft going down here but hey they, you know they can show off what they're about for sure one running back Isaiah Davis six foot 220 pounds 1500 rushing yards where do you think he went to college
1: uh Desjuan Johnson Toledo
0: South Dakota State
1: oh funny story about the uh, South Dakota
0: I punched Dallas Goddard in South Dakota State who also went to South Dakota State I, <sighs> I sucker punched him that's probably why he was hanging out there um so, on defense, Cam Kinchins, Miami safety. Mm. If you guys watched the way-too-early draft preview last uh, last June. What round did he go in? Well, it wasn't a mock draft. It was just our way-too-early draft preview. Oh, sorry. I, I fell in love. Uh, I think he's got burst and range for days, paired with good instincts. He's had 11 interceptions the last two seasons, and, he tr- and they're not just, oh, look, a safety had interceptions, right? Interceptions can be a very misleading stat specifically for safeties. I really like this guy. I think we're gonna look at him as a stud. I, I saw Dane Brugler say like, you know, he didn't have the most stable season and there's people who say he could be in the third round. I, I, I after what I saw from the year before, I just don't see how that's possible. But we know safeties can sometimes fall. And then his counterpart, James Williams, six foot four safety. He's gonna be playing linebacker down here, right? And I put him in uh uh in the in the midseason mock draft video, Justin. He's gonna be playing linebacker. I want to see him man up on some tight ends in those drills, right? I know the safeties kind of can, uh, are going to put in that. I hope they put James Williams in that role. Um, and I want to see him take on blocks, right? Not just, you know, he, he will fire downhill and lay some big hits, sometimes even recklessly too, which can lead to penalties. But I want to see how he just – I'm not looking for like great linebacker play because it's new to him. Mm-hmm. But I just want to see him accumulate well to it, right, and, yeah. and and look like he's comfortable at it.
1: Yeah, for sure. You want to stay in the secondary?
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Uh, secondary is the position that I really tried to hone in on, um, you know, especially as we watch wide receiver, wide receiver DB one, one v ones. Uh, there's two guys from Penn State, Johnny Dixon and Kalen King. I'll start off with Johnny Dixon. I'm just going to go and order my notes. Uh, first, two years at South Carolina, then the last three years at Penn State. He's only allowed one touchdown since 2020. Um, Ten pass deflections in 2022 and three in 2023. So I wonder why there was a little bit of a Discrepancy there: seven and a half sacks and ten tackles for loss the last two years. Um, a lot of these corners. What I'm really excited about is a lot of them are very willing run defenders and willing to go in there and stop the run. But some of them have some tackling um, tackling issues and some of them have some form tackling issues. Like for example, Johnny Dixon little bit of an inconsistent with wrapping up, and he's an inconsistent ankle diver. But still, I like him at the release, his ability to stay in mirror and stay in phase. So I know everybody likes Penn State. Uh, Kyrie Jackson, uh, he's a long corner from Oregon. I know you You maybe don't fully love him. He had some really good numbers this year. Um, seems like he is a corner that is best in press man, especially being so long. Um, did you have any notes on on Kyrie Jackson you want to talk about? Yeah,
0: I, I think there's some bad corner play, but he's is six foot three, right? And if he can test well, right, like Ty, Tariq Woolen. Now Tyreek Woolen had more of an excuse because he was a wide receiver who transferred, but Tariq Woolen is someone who had like really bad film, but was this big, long dude with speed, and you put him in the right scheme, and he was able to thrive in the NFL. That's what I'm looking for out of out of uh, Kyrie Jackson, yeah. right? Is can you test well, and can you Have you improved on some of the stuff that you've struggled with? You know, again, not going to be fixed completely, but how how well can he change on yeah. some of that stuff? Because there is some alarming stuff on his film. As I pull up, um, there uh, was. my notes on him, right? Like again, big long cornerback. Uh, I again, a lot of press experience, but just I, I want to see more dominant reps out of him as a mm-hmm. press corner. You know, uh, and really use that length to his yeah. advantage. So I. I Maybe he doesn't win one on ones and corner, you know, cornerbacks. The one on ones are built against them, but just be disruptive with your press. That's what I want to see with him. And then if he can be disruptive as your press, then you could put him in a cover three system to get him started. Yeah. If that's you know, we don't know what the Giants are going to do with defensive coordinator, but just in general,
1: this next player is like star star asterisk. I'm expecting this player to dominate based on the hype around him and the athlete that he is, and that's Kenyon Mitchell, um, six foot. 196 pounds coming out of Toledo, 2,000 snaps at outside corner in his career at Toledo, um, 27 pass breakups the last two years, five interceptions in 2022 and one in 2023. Rumored four 340. You know, hey, you know everybody's going to hype up your 40, but um, rumored for 340. He is a rare athlete and athletic, twitchy, quick, good foot speed—all those buzzwords. Mitchell falls underneath it. And apparently there's like a list of like freak athletes like this. Like Mitchell can bench this much, he can squat this much, and he's fast and he can run like a deer. So I am really am expecting, even though, hey, you know, Toledo. Who else went to Toledo, Bobby? Deswan Johnson, Mr. Irrelevant, had a tackle for a loss for the Giants this year. Mr. Irrelevant last year's draft. So I'm expecting Mitchell to come out here and – have a good week. I understand Toledo and the level of competition that he's playing, but if, if you know if Kenyon Mitchell wants, you know, rumored to be this first round player, he needs to come out here and have a really, really good week. And I'm expecting him to.
0: Yeah, against uh, that top competition. Uh, do you have anybody else? Because I have one D line, and I want to talk about. You know, cause I think we'll be talking about D lineman a lot. But there's one guy I want to talk about before.
1: Yeah, I'll be quick. Max Melton, um, six foot, 190 pounds from Rutgers. Yes, Bo he Melton's is the, brother. Yes, he is the brother of Bo Melton. He's just a fun watch. Um, you know, I, I I have some other notes on him, but he doesn't seem like he's a scheme dependent player. Seems like he's a player that could be smart, tough, dependable, and you know, hey, now that Greg Schiano's back coaching that defense, uh, my prediction is that Max Melton is going to be a new a New England Patriot. I know Bill's not, I know Bill's not there anymore, but still, it's, he, he kind of seems like a Patriot well, to me.
0: And we saw Christian Izeen last year, who uh, I wanted the Giants to draft in the seventh round. I put him in a mock, right? Who wasn't tall, but just like this ball of muscle. Like you said, fun player to watch. He went undrafted and then became a starter day one for Tampa Bay. So. Yeah. You know, just because they went the records doesn't mean they're the same, but
1: people really like Kalen King. And this is the one guy that I I hope he has a, I hope everybody has a good week, right? But there's gonna be some people that don't have a good week. And I have some questions around Kalen King. Does he have NFL speed? And I think this guy needs to transition out of his backpedal much sooner. I think he takes false steps all the time. Twenty twenty two, he was much better graded than twenty twenty three. His advance numbers are better in 2022 as well. Like, why? What went wrong? He had 18 pass deflections in 2022 and only two in 2023. And much like, you know, much like his teammate, Johnny Dixon, like, their pass deflection and their ball production kind of went down into 2023. So maybe something changed in Penn State. So I'm... Kalen King is the guy that is getting more hype than Johnny Dixon. You know, listed five eleven, hundred ninety-one pounds, again from Penn State. Um, I'm he barely hit that thirty-inch arm length, uh, like cutoff too. I'm going to be interested to see how how he does this week. I know Penn State guys, you know, they're they're always a favorite, but uh, I saw everybody kind of put him on a list of guys that they like. Uh, I'm I'm curious about him,
0: the guy who I want to see buck the trend because every year that I've been doing this since the well, team it's my fourth year, there's been these edge rushers who put their hand in the dirt for the most part, they fire off the ball, and they bring power. They are muscle power. They have the size, right? Patrick Jones out of pit, my first year down here, right? Came down here and, to me, went from a player I was intrigued by to a player I didn't want. Mm. You know, Boogie Basham is one of those guys. Last year, Keon White and Isaiah McGuire. Now, I think Keon White had a good rookie season, but I didn't like his senior bowl last year. Um, Isaiah McGuire out of Mizzou. Right, like these guys who just play with power, like as they McGuire last year versus Project Jones had good film against him, right? But it's like they don't have that bag. Darius Robin, uh, Robin, Darius Robinson, the edge out of Mizzou, t- like sized up really well, 6'5, close to 280 pounds. And this guy's a ball of muscle, but he plays strong, right? But he just does not have a bag as a pass rusher. I want to see him come down here. And and be able to rush the passer. I don't want to just see you try and run through guys because if you play with that, you're just not going to do that in the NFL unless you are just a freak of a freak of an athlete, mm-hmm. right? And even then, you have to get a bag as a player, yeah, right. You you have to get that. So I want to see him down here work, like work some of the things that you know he's maybe worked, you know, worked on whether it's hand usage, getting the footwork better, getting him better off the snap. So I want to see him buck the trend of these guys who I'm like, hey, I want to see you down here. And be able to flash, and to me, they've all fell flat. Like yeah. every single guy who's kind of fit this profile has fell flat for me coming down here. Yeah, for sure. All right, we uh, we we good on this. So we're gonna we're gonna kick this to Michael Penix, quarterback out of Washington. But first, we're gonna talk to you about something.
1: Oh, I'm gonna talk to you about DraftKings looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58. Oh boy. DraftKings has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code WORLD. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code WORLD. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or WET. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 hope or text hope ny 467 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or 7 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus specs expire one hundred and sixty eight hours after issuance. See DKNG slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. You'll be glad you did. Um did I mention that um Milton has the biggest Shh. hands? Oh, okay. Said. I thought you were gonna hit something. I else. didn't no, I didn't I didn't mention it. Joe okay. Joel Milton has very big hands.
0: I would hope so. He's a quarterback. You know, we were talking about in the car today, like remember when Shh. remember when Kenny Pickett had a uh, just the little baby hands? Yeah. So, was,
1: felt felt bad for Kenny Pickett who had little yeah, baby hands. Yeah, it was like
0: if I felt bad for him to like oh. his combine was just everyone making fun of like his little bitch hands. <laughs> Anyways, you'll be glad you did. Uh, and here is Michael Penix Jr. out of quarterback out of Washington, and then we'll kick it straight to Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton.
2: Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work, play fast, play fast. Whoa!
0: Ah. All right, we're here in Mobile with uh, Washington quarterback Michael Penix. Uh, You know, had an amazing year. Heisman candidate. How you doing, man? Excited to uh, get down here and compete? Yes, sir. I'm doing great. How about you? Good. So one of the first things we look down here is this is a different atmosphere, right? They're not, you know, a full game plan for you. You're not studying the opponent, really. What do you think, as a quarterback, is something that you can show here that isn't just about, you know, completing passes and getting yards?
3: i say say uh, one of the biggest things I feel like is adjusting on the fly, you know, just um, being ready for anything that comes at me, you know, because obviously these are guys that I haven't had much reps with, you know, so um, in practice on uh, tomorrow, that'll be my first time, you know, throwing to somebody, uh, to all of these guys, really, you know, uh, I don't have any receivers, you know, uh, that I've been with um, on my team, you know, so, you know, just uh, trying to find the rhythm, trying to find... Um, you know, see how fast these guys are. You know, to to be able to make sure I get them the ball because I know that's what they want.
0: What do you think is going to be the most difficult difficult part? Getting to know those guys, or you know, not preparing for what coverages you're expecting, and like, what do you think the most difficult part of this will be?
3: Um, I'll say no, nah, maybe just the uh, getting getting caught up on. You know, just uh, trying to trying to see these guys' uh, speeds and stuff like that, you know, just the connection-wise. Uh, I feel like, you know, as far as the coverage part, you know, I feel like I'm pretty good with that. You know, I, I can I can read coverages pretty quick, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about that part. But just the whole competition thing, it's, it's going to be super exciting, you know. But um, I'll say just definitely uh, getting a beat on the receivers.
0: What do you think is the strength of, like, you know, if scout comes in, hey, what is the main thing of your game that you're the most proud of? What would that be?
3: Um, man, just uh, my perseverance. You know, I feel like just uh, continuing to battle. You know, through hardship and um, you know, always make sure that you know I'm keeping my head up even when moments may, may not be in, in my favor. You know, so um, you know, I feel like I'm I'm definitely uh, somebody that that can you know get through adversity. You know, um, I've shown it before, and I know it it will be adversity coming on forward in my career as well. You know, but uh, I'm super excited for every moment. What's
1: the most important part of this week for you? Because obviously you have the games out there. You have your film out there. So is it the chance to talk to all these teams this week or is it, you know, the work that you're going to be doing on the practice field?
3: Um, I would say all of it. All of it is important to me, you know, but uh, I feel like something that that's a lot different that, you know, I, I didn't have, you know, uh, no, none of us had was, you know, just these coaches having, mm. having the opportunity to to have these coaches not just on the field with us, you know, coaching us, but in our meeting rooms, you know, just seeing how we prepare, seeing how, how we go about um, our, our day and, and especially um, how we prepare in the meeting rooms each and every day uh, to get ready for practice, get ready for a game. You know, I feel like that's going to be something special and um, I'm super excited to, to allow them to see. So. Yeah. So you're obviously
0: being prepped for the draft process. What is something that maybe you've, like, you're looking to improve on as you get to the next level, whether it's, you know, getting used to something. Like, what what do you think is an area that you want to really improve on going to the next level?
3: Um, to improve on, I'll just say continue to to stay consistent, you know, and, um, you know, continue to, to stay the course, you know, because I know that, you know, it, it's not going to always be perfect, you know, especially at the next level. You know, it's going to be um, a different speed. You know, you're playing uh, at, at the highest level at that point, you know, so it's just – um, for me, just adjusting to that, you know, I, I know I won't have any problem with that, you know, but I know initially, you know, just trying to uh, catch the pace, and, you know, just see, see how how everything is operating, you know, um, at that high level, you know, but I, I'm super excited for it and I can't wait.
0: One of my favorite things to hear quarterbacks do is talk about an individual play and all the nuances in it. Is there a play that you've had in the past for whatever team that you recall and you're like, you like to talk about breakdown, what happened on the defense. Is there a play that, like, comes to your mind where you're like, man, this was where I was really able to process and show off?
3: Um, I'd probably say the Oregon play, 2022. Um, whenever uh, I threw, threw the touchdown to, uh, I think, yeah, we went ahead by one on that touchdown, you know, um, to my guy, Taj Davis. You know, because it was a play that we ran two, two times in the game where I hit the out route uh, twice, and then uh, the defense, they caught a beat on it. They thought they caught a beat on it. You know, they changed the coverage to, like, a cover two shell. And um, they, they had the corner trying to jump the out route. And instead of that, I saw the corner squatting, and I hit the whole shot, you know, before the safety got there. You know, I feel like uh, that was probably one of my uh, better plays.
0: I'm excited to go find those first two plays and then come and watch that after. So that's Yeah, the first one was on the first drive. <laughs> what is – so you, play, you played Oregon twice this year, beat them. Is there – like, did you – like – what do you do and for a team like hey we beat them it's hard to prepare for a team a second te- time mm-hmm. like that you were able to see from their defense and learn from
3: um man just trust the process you know just trust our uh, our preparation you know I feel like um yeah I mean it, it is tough to be beat a team twice you know but with the coaches that we had and um the way that they prepared us each and every day you know it, it was definitely hard for for that to happen for us you know so um, I feel like everybody had a lot of buy-in, and, and everybody was uh, super locked into the, to the um, to the whole game plan for that weekend. Uh, we executed it well in, in the biggest moment, so um, man, it was, it was a blessing.
0: What's a quarterback that you've watched, whether it's a guy in the league now or in the past, that you really like, not emulate, but just really let, enjoy their game?
3: Um, man, I'll say. Uh, so, my first favorite quarterback was uh Michael Vick, you know obviously mm-hmm. as as a kid you know I believe everybody loved Vick, you know man he, he did a lot of great things for the sport, and um you know, I was always watching him, and you know he was he was a runner you know um he he could run, but he also could throw the ball as well you know he he ran a little bit more than me, you know, but at that time when I was younger i was I was quite a bit of a runner more than a passer than I am now, but um, Michael Vick, he definitely uh, was a guy that I looked up to, and then uh, as I got to high school, I I liked Teddy Bridgewater when he was at um, he was at Louisville doing a, a lot of great things at Louisville. And he was a guy that that he fit my offense like the way that I played, um, you know, in the high school level. You know, I I can throw. I can throw first, but I can run. But, you know, um, that was that was like the second option, you know. And he he's a humble guy, also from Florida as well. So um, he was somebody that I looked up to.
0: Where, I'm, I'm from Florida. Where in Florida are you from? Oh, here Tampa. we go. Tampa. Okay, I'm over on the East Coast in Brevard. Okay. Uh, What high school did you – I should have looked this stuff Tampa, up.
3: Tampa Bay Tech.
0: Okay, Tampa Bay Tech. Yes, sir. Super Bowl set, 49ers and Chiefs. Who's your pick? <laughs>
3: uh <laughs> mm. Dang, uh, it's hard to bet against Pat Mahomes. It's hard to bet against the man. So I I agree. All
0: all all through the playoffs, I'm like, yeah, they. I just can't pick against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. If if a non quarterback wins the MVP, who's it going to be?
3: Um, if it was the, uh, Kansas City. It would yeah. be Kelsey. If it was um, San Francisco, it would be a Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Love it. You talked about at the top how you're going to be throwing to different wide
1: receivers this week, but the wide receivers you were throwing to at Washington are awesome, right? Yeah. So talk about some of those guys and, like, you know, how you learned their tendencies, how you learned, you know, where do I got to put the ball, how, to get the, how did you get the best out of those receivers, and how those receivers make you better too?
3: I would say just uh, repetition, you know, and uh, that's the biggest thing that I was saying about this week, you know, you might not get as much reps with with the same guy as um as you would with your guys, you know, at your school. So um that's that's going to be the biggest thing, you know, just uh trying to get as much reps as we can and you know just uh you know just trying to make sure that everybody's on the same page, you mm-hmm. know, as far as like play wise, make sure everybody knows, you know, they know where I want to put the ball and um I know where they where they want to get to to get the ball. So um I feel like that's going to be the biggest thing three traits of yourself
1: that you consider like plus plus this is the best parts of my game three traits
3: uh, I'll say uh first of all I'll say confidence you know I feel like I'm very confident you know in, in all all situations pressure or, or no pressure you know um I would say um just the ability to adjust um on the fly you know because obviously as a quarterback you know you got defenses Nowadays, you know, they're, they're starting too high shells, They're spinning mm-hmm. down, and they're doing a lot of crazy stuff, you know. So um, uh, being able to do that, and uh, that just leads me to uh, reading coverages and just decision-making. I feel like uh, I, I can make good I make des- good decisions with the ball, and, you know, I, I know how to give my guys a chance.
0: Justin, I have one final question if you don't have anything else. I just want to mention
1: it's, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> You've been up for a little while you're here smiling with like everything that you're saying and that makes me feel good and I want you to know that
3: <laughs> yes I <sir>. appreciate it <laughs> I <laughs> want to
1: ask about your locker room's
0: reaction to a certain college game day clip where Desmond Howard maybe was feeling himself a little too much Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no
3: nah, we we actually didn't it wasn't like it wasn't like that it was like a a locker room thing that we saw you know everybody saw it but um yeah man he just didn't know how to say my name right. <laughs> I think he did and he just kind of lost his mind and thought I don't, I don't know but I don't, yeah, I don't everyone's know. reaction he, to that is like what what what's going on here. He but, knew how to actually I can't say he didn't know how to say my name. Cause I saw him a couple weeks before and uh he said my name right. You know maybe he was just uh you no know, just hype I don't know. L- let me ask you this. Um I
0: feel like learning from tough games is the best part to find out about a quarterback. That Michigan game obviously didn't go the way you guys go is there something that you pull from that that like, like I'm learning like I'm taking into the next step
3: um you know I feel like they they showed a lot of uh uh different looks you know I um, I feel like they they tried to do a lot of disguises you know um going into that week you know um I, I wouldn't yeah I, yeah they showed a lot of disguises you know I know they get their offense from uh the Ravens their defense from the Ravens you know I believe their coach uh in the Ravens they yeah, they kind of like yeah in the intertwine you know, so um, uh, so kind of a defensive defense, um, the NFL defense in a way, you know, so um, that I definitely take that take away from that. So. All right,
0: well appreciate you. Good luck this week. Excited to see you spin it down here.
3: Yes, sir. I appreciate it.
2: Hey, soon you better hope I never get back in. There. I will kick your Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch
0: of crazy dogs. And have some fun. All right, here we're here with Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton here at the Senior Bowl. Um, Joe, it's. For quarterbacks, you guys are going to be what everyone's talking about down here. Tennessee runs a different offense, which we could talk about. What are you looking to show here in these more pro-style offenses that you know can dispel some things about the Tennessee offense?
2: Um, that we still be able to make calls um, and also still be able to process everything that approach to offense. Um, you know, processes that far as um, whether that being calling a play or just doing the typical pro-style things. Uh, and the splits the splits are more condensed now, so
0: just being able to still make every throw is fine. So we covered the Giants, and we know Jalen Hyatt fairly well. We watched him and throughout the process last year. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about, like, like with him? We, we kind of talked about the Tennessee offensive, like, hey, he just kind of runs past people. I don't know if that can happen in the NFL. And then we watched him just run past guys. <laughs> what was it I – know, I know you weren't the starter last year, but what was it like throwing to a guy that – you can almost, it's impossible to overthrow. Um, It's great,
2: you know, when you got people like that that can just run past people, um, especially with guys with arms like me. Um, you could just put, basically, just put the ball out there. So I feel like um, when
1: you got guys that fast, you know, just give
2: them a chance, be able to opportunity just to touch the ball. Are All you right.
1: mentally prepared for multiple months of trying to convince people that, like, yeah, like Tennessee offense, real, I can do it. I'm real like is that? Cause <laughs> I have a feeling it's it's very like annoying for to go through that. Um not really. No. It's
2: not too much convincing. Um I went to Michigan for 3 years. Nice. Um so we had that type of playbooks at Michigan and you know just to basically just go over it again um and
0: retrain my brain that mm-hmm. uh that is uh liable to do so. What's the biggest difference that you've been told to like be ready for? Like obviously you've been through it, but what do you think the biggest difference is? Is it just calling the plays at the line or uh no, I just feel like
2: it's just uh I feel like everything you do is just a challenge um and, and going into that challenge is basically how you look at it uh so if you go in the mindset of um oh man I'm not going to be able to do it then you're not going to be able to do it so just telling yourself that everything is able to do and you could do it no matter what so what do you think is the strength of of your game? Uh the strength of my game is just being able to make every throw um uh, and Just taking care of the football, Mm. being in charge, uh, being the leader that I was
0: born to be. I like to go through, like, certain plays. Is there a play that you recall, whether it's, like, this is the play I want to show, where there's you know, reading what the safety does. Is there a play that, if you were bringing it to a scout, like, this is the play that represents me and I can recall? Uh, I mean... If you just put a play in front of me and I'll give me two minutes to learn it, I'm gonna learn it. Well, no, um, a, a, a game, a play that you've already had, where like this is, this is the one, you know, this versus Alabama or versus what? This is this is a play that really shows off what I'm about.
2: Um, there's a lot of plays like that. Uh, a specific, a specific one. Um, I don't have one right now uh, on the top of my
0: head. Uh. No, nah, I don't have one right now on the top of my head. So. Have you talked to any of the guys, you know, like Hendon and stuff to be like, has he? what has he given you to like be ready for in this whole process? Uh, while he was going through this process, it was my spring break,
2: so I was able to just uh, sit down and listen to some of his calls um, and
1: just be prepared for some of the questions that I'll be asked. So that's pretty much it, for real. What's the most important part of this week for you? Because obviously you have all your film, you have all your games on tape. Is it getting a you know, the chance to sit down with all of these teams and actually talk to them or what you're going to be doing on the field this week?
2: Just uh, getting, getting coaches to understand who Joe is mm-hmm. as a person. Um, yep. I feel like game tape only shows so much of who I am. Um, and you'll see me talking trash to other players and, you know, having fun with my guys, but truly, deeply
0: uh, of who Joe Milton is, actually. So. Is there a quarterback that you kind of grew up, maybe not emulate your game after, but that like you grew up watching and was like really liked his game the most?
2: um I mean yeah my favorite quarterback was Cam Newton. um it still is but you know I watch guys like Brock Purdy um Baker Mayfield uh just to get an understanding of their game um they play a little bit different from me so just being able to understand how poised they are with their body how they pose their front side and be stable and drive through the football a different way
1: mentioned you no know, Big Arm, you want to make all the throws. Um, but how about, like, three traits? Three traits that you point to, like, these are my plus-plus traits that I'm best at. Um, I don't
2: know, man. Making every throw mm-hmm. uh, is one of them. What's uh, your favorite
1: route to throw?
2: Okay. <laughs> I've been Besides this, the go ball. We, yeah, I've been yeah. saying this since high school. My favorite route to throw is a hitch.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's because the most uh, completed throw. I think the hitch is one of like the most underrated routes because when it's ran well and thrown on time it's it's a chain mover but it kind of gets like shit on because it's not like the fun sexy play that creates yak or down the field but you look at nfl teams and a lot of times on third and 11 they're running all curls because yeah. you know teams <laughs> are trying to press deep we want to we want to challenge them vertically and come back um so it's, it's about timing and i think the nfl that's to me like one of the bigger differences like man timing is so important you, you can't be a half a second late on that stuff uh 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl. Mm. Who is your pick for that game? Mm. That's a tough one. Uh I don't know if I choose the wrong team,
2: my boys at Tennessee are gonna be mad at me. Um, I don't know. Uh that's pretty hard, man. But I've just feeling I got a feeling that
0: the ball might go Brock Purdy's way. Okay. Mm. If if you picked a non quarterback to win MVP of that game, who are you gonna pick? Non quarterback? Uh I might go Rashad Rice, man. He been yeah. Playing. Okay, you mentioned you like to talk shit earlier. <laughs> I love shit talking. It's one of my favorite parts of the game. Yeah. Is there a time where you guys scored or whatever, and you were able to really just dig into somebody that you can recall? Um, not that I can recall. Uh,
2: I just like having fun, man. And once you add your twist to it, um, I feel like you do anything you want.
0: To be honest. Well, what fan base was it the most fun to?
2: I yeah. didn't talk trash to no fan base um, after I score. It was pretty much to like players because um, okay. I feel like the fan base is the fan base. Uh, they're not part of the football game, so I don't feel like you should talk trash to fan base. Um, they just pay. They they just pay their way to get in the game and watch. Um, they have no control of the game. So,
1: what's the uh, most intimidating away stadium you've played in? Um, we had some, we had Ricky Pearsall say yeah. Tennessee. Tennessee. So
2: yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. To be honest, because the loudest and most intimidating stadium is Penn State, so I don't. Okay. I don't feel like no stadium in the Tennessee and SEC is pretty much intimidating for real. Because our stadium is pretty loud
1: and can get rowdy too. So I don't know. We have to somehow describe without you <laughs> literally putting your feet on the table. I mean, table. he could put his feet on the you table. Could, <laughs> but <laughs> we don't. We wouldn't mind. You have uh, describe your shoe and sock situation that you have going on right now. Um, I
2: like. I like colorful socks and um, pretty much graphic things. So I got some SpongeBob and Patrick socks on, um, the Dirty Dan. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I got them from um, <laughs> Rock'em Socks. Uh, they warm?
1: Yeah,
2: they, they made them they for me. They look really warm. Yeah, they, they are. made them for you? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, And then my slippers uh, are morning slippers, um, designer brand, with some fur on them. Uh, real fur, actually. You could take them to the cleaners. Yeah, I got the
1: blue ones at home. I so. got the
2: blue ones in the room. Okay, okay. Um, All right, first, first yesterday.
1: weird thing that's gonna happen to you this week. Hopefully, NFL NFL teams are probably gonna ask you weirder questions. I'm gonna take a picture of your fine, of, 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 of the of the fit here. <laughs> Boom, throwing it in the socials video. How do you like that? <laughs> That's fine. All right. First weird thing to happen. Media media guy took a picture of my feet. <laughs> All right,
0: Joe. I appreciate you uh, jumping on with us. Excited to, you know, see you throw some hitches and some deep balls. Yes, We'd sir. like to see the deep ball down here. And uh <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, good luck this week. Most definitely. Thank you. Appreciate you. you. Thank appreciate you man. You. All right, thank you to both those quarterbacks for jumping on. Uh if you noticed, I told Joe Milton I had the blue version of his shoes. Sure. And he's like, Oh, I got the blue ones too. And I was like, I, I was in too deep where I was gonna be like, No, nah, I'm just kidding, I don't have the blue ones of no. those. So um I did not have those. So hey, I'm ex- so excited for all of our coverage down here. Yes. We really go nonstop. Justin, some people were asking us to do a return simple man radio on Thursday. It could happen. I would love to just break down like Javon Baker's interview, like clip oh, by clip. We we could do that. I mean it's our own it's our own footage. All right. So we'll 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 see what we uh can do. So, again, we'll be live streaming on this channel every day. We'll have the recap uh, videos on Jam Football. Yes. One-on-one uh, O-line, D-line breakdowns on the other channel. Jam Football. Um, and, you know, maybe, like, we're going to get footage of wide receiver DBs. Maybe that's something I can put out next
1: week I on wanna, the channel. Yeah, I want to get – every like, all one-on-ones, I want to try and get everything because usually they happen at different times. Um, So I do want to try and get everything, Um, and we'll be posting – Shorts, like that's. I really want to try and kill that this year. With as soon as like a big play happens, I want to try and fucking just get that, you know, get that, you know, get that footage right out of the camera, throw it on the throw it on the computer, edit it up, and then get it out. That's what I want to try and do. Yeah, this it's, year. Im-
0: it's important to follow us on socials this week. We never really plug our own socials, but at Bobby Skinner underscore at Justin Panic at Talking Giants, you're probably all following that by now. Uh, we'll be back with the recap podcast of all this on Friday. Can I say something? I'm gonna go pick up Grump from the airport. It does not feel right doing a podcast in Mobile, Alabama. Senior Bowl
1: preview, I know. Without Grump, I think this was a good preview, but Grump, Grump it just doesn't feel the same. Without Grump, Grump loves the NFL draft, like he. I think more than both of us. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Grump, lo- and that's saying a lot, especially for you. Grump loves the, and he's also very good at it. So I'm really excited to talk with him this week to hear how excited he gets. We're gonna have Robert Schmitz. Robert Schmitz
0: will be with on us the too.
1: the streams and the recap show, I believe. Um, so I'm really excited for this week. Uh, I, I I'm excited that all of you are along for the ride, especially if you're listening at this point. Yeah.
0: So if you guys have been here since, since the uh, the Joe Judge Senior Bowl when uh you know I oh, went yeah. and ambushed him, or if you're just joining us for your first one, I feel like our listeners, like our diehards, love this week more. Like it's never it's never gonna be our most viewed week, mm-hmm. but our diehards like love this week because I think they they can see how much fun we have down here. Yeah. So. Excited to experience it all with you guys. We appreciate you. We will see you on Friday. But we'll see you a lot in between then. Until then, let's go big blue.